This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe. Odin is hosting their annual Rethinking Disability Conference in Richmond Hill, Ontario. The conference is designed for Ontario employment services and businesses to enhance their professional development in an inclusive hiring process. Yesterday, I had the chance to meet up with some of the presenters from the event. I interviewed them remotely from Studio 7 right here in Toronto while they were at the event. I first chatted with Kelly Thibodeau. Kelly is the principal at Squarely Accessible, and she chatted about the importance of accessible practices in the world of social media. Here's my interview and conversation with Kelly. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? Great, how are you? I'm doing very well. So uh, let's dive right into it. What is Squarely Accessible? Yeah, so Squarely Accessible is a company that helps organizations create accessible marketing and communications, particularly website and social media content. And we do training, we do coaching, and we do some consulting. How would you currently describe the level of accessibility on social media right now? Oh boy, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty hit and miss, honestly. The platforms themselves uh, really just don't have the same features. You don't access them in the same way. Content creators, I think, aren't necessarily thinking about accessibility. Um, certainly see more captions coming on videos, but even the caption style themselves isn't necessarily accessible. So it, uh, it feels like you know right now it's sort of a space where there's a lot of opportunity to really show your audience uh, your values in a way that you connect and care with them uh, in a more deeply significant way. And what would be some of the misconceptions around accessibility within the social media space? Mm-hmm. Well, I think generally people think that accessibility is sort of boring, it's hard, it's complicated, it's an extra layer. And I really believe in helping people take small starts and start being more curious about how people experience the internet online and also just challenge their own conceptions of what disability is, right? Like when you think about uh, just people who are part of an aging population or experience change because of uh, a certain circumstance and not necessarily somebody who has a permanent disability uh, and may or may not use uh, adaptive or assistive technology at all or in the same way as possible. So I find like that curiosity, that spark, that's the thing that's really important to get people to start paying attention when it comes to making their content more accessible. And so building off of that, like what what are the biggest challenges to convince these companies to really get on board with accessibility to show that it, it is a positive thing, that mm-hmm. it can have a positive impact and, and even grow users uh, for their platforms? Mm-hmm. Well, organizations are certainly spending a lot of time on their diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies, right? And they're working really hard to show that they care about inclusion and belonging. And then when their website and social media content isn't accessible, it's like they've just 
lost the opportunity to really connect those values in a very public way. And uh, there's certainly legislation around accessibility, right? Which has some organizations starting to pay attention because there's legal and moral and financial risk associated with creating inaccessible content. The problem with just focusing on legislation alone is that you stop thinking about people because you're so focused on sort of that checkbox, you know, rules-based exercise when really it's about, um, about people and belonging. In terms of the future of social media, how hopeful are you that future is going to be accessible? You know, it's interesting that when um, Meta launched Threads, they launched it without any accessibility features. And so when you see a company the size of Meta launch a new platform where accessibility is, it's an expectation, right? And they've made that decision that even in a beta launch, they're going to like delay or defer that. That's really, really disappointing. And I hope that there's some lessons learned. There was certainly lots of, you know, um, criticism in the accessibility community about, you know, that particular circumstance. Uh, Twitter has long sort of set a bit of a standard in terms of just making accessibility more visible. Now, you know, X Twitter lives and dies on a little bit of a, a slippery slope these days, but uh, I hope that there's, there's more acceptance around accessibility really being the baseline and helping content creators see that as part of the content production and publication process. So they're thinking about it from the beginning because that's the other thing that happens is when you leave it to the end, that's where it's really heavy and it's a place where you're ready to quickly compromise all of those good practices and principles that you put in place throughout that process. So uh, I, I want to say that I'm hopeful, but reality is kind of shaking out a little bit differently. And when you are engaging with these companies, what are like some of the takeaways that they kind of identify as, oh, this is something that we can actually engage with, we can incorporate, and mm -hmm. it does have that positive impact. Like, let's let's kind of look at the positives yeah. of, of what, when you actually yeah. do sit down with these uh, companies. Right, and so another philosophy that I really stand by is that small starts are better than not starting at all, and that it, practice makes permanent. So some small things that organizations can start doing is something as simple as what's called camel case your hashtag. So put capital letters on the first of every word because screen readers will read that as separate words instead of all one mushed up word, right? So it's about changing habits and then getting used to doing that and then keep stacking on top of it. And at the same time, making sure that accessibility isn't just one person's job, like I say, at the end of that process, but it's something that you're thinking about from the very beginning, especially, you know, think about, you know, video content as an example and the planning and production and things that go into that. It can start to uh, end up, you end up almost having to go back to the beginning and there's not too many organizations that are, are willing to look at it that way. But like I say, uh, just starting and talking about it can really start to make some significant change. Uh, and it signals to your audience that you care and that you're paying attention. I, I really like the practice makes permanent um, uh, line there. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm going to have to start uh, using that in my own life. I've never heard it before, but it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where can folks go to learn more about what you and your organization do? Yeah, so uh, my website is a great place to start at www.squarelyaccessible.com. I'm also active 
active on LinkedIn. It's my favorite social media platform, which surprises a lot of people sometimes, but uh, findable there. And then uh, email, of course, is kelly at squarelysocial.com. So before you go, I need to know why is LinkedIn your, your favorite social media platform? Oh, you know, I just uh, find that both the the algorithm gives you a lot of visibility. It's easy to create connections with people, search for people who care about the same things or doing great work and just get to know them and build relationships. So that's my favorite part of LinkedIn. Honestly, it's less so much about putting out tons of content and more again, like getting back to people and building relationships. So uh, it's always just been a place that I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to do that and not a lot of people are doing it. So that as well uh, makes it a really rich and engaging place. Kelly, thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. That was my conversation with Kelly Thibodeau. Kelly is the principal at Squarely Accessible. And again, to learn more about their organization, visit squarelyaccessible.com, squarelyaccessible.com. And I'll be sharing more of my Odin Conference with you all week. And to learn more about Odin's Rethinking Disability Conference, you can visit odenetwork.com slash rdc2023. I'll say that one more time. odenetwork.com slash rdc2023. Coming up after the break, A House of Commons committee has made its recommendations for a veteran's employment strategy. Reporter Megan Gilmore lays out the details. You're watching Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.